In this episode, we go deep into a harrowing account from Ophelia, a girl who alleges witnessing Rocco Sofredi's brutal sexual assault on an 18-year-old girl on a threesome porn shoot. The young girl was totally unprepared and coerced into anal sex after she repeatedly refused. She was left physically injured and emotionally scarred. Ophelia's shock was so severe just from watching that it made the footage unusable. The 18-year-old girl couldn't stop crying and was completely traumatized. Listen to this voice message from after the shoot. You're alone in bed, like, oh my God, what happened? I feel like you're in bed with me. I feel like my body's hard so much and I don't, Does anyone ever sound like that after you have sex with them? It's so disturbing. It's so haunting. It's wrong. And this is not an isolated incident. I've previously exposed many instances of Rocco Sofredi's on-camera abuse. As you listen to this interview, remember the countless victims who've potentially suffered the same fate at his hands. And also the people that shield him, the ones that enable this cycle of abuse. That's major brands like adulttime.com, evilangel.com, who distribute Rocco Sofredi's content. They initially dismissed my expose. Then, instead of investigating Rocco Sofredi, they moved his content onto a separate domain and deleted over 2,000 of his worst videos, seemingly to hide his abusive behavior. I also have whistleblowers from Gamma Entertainment, the company that owns or manages many of the world's biggest porn sites, like Adult Time and Evil Angel, and of course, Rocco Sofredi. Those whistleblowers alleged that Gamma was aware of the abusive nature of Rocco Sofredi's content and they ignored employees' concerns. Even when a performer passed out while being choked by Rocco Sofredi during a scene, the footage was just edited and released. One employee told me by email, in 2020, employees from that company, Gamma Entertainment, wrote to the president about having issues working on his content and being told to edit out mentions that would make it look too rapey. So Gamma's owners, Carl Bernard, Claude Hippolyte, and Charles Rousseau, they knew about Rocco Sofredi's abuses long before my podcast and have continued to protect him and profit from videos of girls being sexually assaulted and violently abused. This raises the question, why haven't Visa and MasterCard taken any action against Adult Time or Evil Angel? Remember that they banned Pornhub for similar reasons and Pornhub weren't even producing and editing the content. Visa ignored my requests for investigation, but MasterCard insisted they were investigating but it seems like they're allowing Gamma to cover up their abuses. Let's also talk about the agent that sent the girl to shoot. That was Brill Babes. They also enable Rocco Sofredi's abuse. Here you can see the 18-year-old girl that was crying. She says she'll talk to her agent, but they still continue to send models to him to this day. Any company still booking models through Brill Babes is supporting violence and abuse against women. The industry needs to boycott them. Lastly, we have to address Rocco Sofredi's cameraman. Tommy Sai, his indifference to the visible assault happening before him is chilling. His only concern was the unusable footage due to Ophelia's shock. This is a man who stood by as a young 18-year-old girl was in pain and being abused. He shouldn't be allowed anywhere near women, let alone a porn set. Just remember this young 18-year-old girl's pain and all the people that allowed this to happen and continue to protect him. Now let's hear Ophelia's full interview. <laughs>
Welcome back to Lustcast. Today we're talking about Rocco Sifredi, a game. If you've been following, we exposed him in previous episodes, where I found videos online that appear to show him sexually assaulting and violently abusing women. And we had girls speaking out against him too. Today we have another girl that wants to talk about Rocco Sifredi, Ophelia Dust. How are you, Ophelia? I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And thanks for coming on. Like, I really appreciate it. I know we spoke quite a while ago, but I'm really impressed that you would speak publicly. Yeah, I think I have to. I mean, like, I feel like I want to just tell my experience. And why did you decide to do that? Because if nobody does, it's not going to be a change on that. And I don't understand how it's is it possible that it's this industry is still not regulated. Mm-hmm. And people are doing shit because they are allowed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get into all the details, please, if you're watching, remember to like the video and subscribe. It's so important to get the video seen by as many people as possible. It's the only way we can think of to try and stop Sifredi abusing more women. So, <laughs> here come the cats. Yeah, sorry. It was just uh, have a very funny face. Yeah, so... <laughs> I guess just to start us off, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about like how you got started in porn? Like, were you doing sex work before, or uh, generally how I started from the beginning? Or yeah. what was my motivation? Yeah, the beginning. When I look back, my my camera even for many uh, like back to many years, I always had naughty pictures from myself. Mm-hmm. I love to shoot. Uh, myself with this energy because I always had a lot of sexual energy and I think it's beautiful and yeah I always had a very naughty personality okay. and I love to tease people people guys um, and then after a while I realized that I could actually like make money with it I realized that it makes me excited I mean like um, exposing myself and and the camera gives the, when it comes to like, like porn or just like films, which can, um, a lot of people can access, it makes me excited. Um, the, the thought that it's, I can make endless, uh, number of people happy with that. Yeah. So it's like a true exhibitionist. So yeah. you liked people seeing yeah. your videos and, um, but before I wanted to have probably people's like guys attention and, I didn't think about it in this way until I started to like go to a therapist, but I realized that I wanted to have man's intention because I never got to get it from my father. Oh, uh, that's so interesting. I heard that so many times. Yeah. Like, from a lot of people, yeah. So I just find out and since then and there was a time when I yeah, it was a little bit hurt that it uh, was like uh, it wasn't uh, feeling that sexy anymore, but yeah, that's how I developed, and actually, people's uh, people are very nice, and yeah, I, I get a lot of interest, and they appreciate it. So actually, it makes me happy. Okay, and so how did you start? You ah, so this um, how did I start? I wanted to shoot with my ex boyfriend from home, but then it didn't really happen. Like I don't like the marketing part. I don't. I just love to do it. I love. Mm. I love the art of it, but I don't like to, yeah, 
to find a way to reach people. So the first, what I did, uh, I also didn't want it to contact an agency because I know that they're going to just send me for random jobs without actually probably inform me what am I going to do. So I really wanted to just put my face and my image into productions, which I know what kind of quality are they representing. So my first job I ever did, I just contacted... Um, I just contacted the producer. I worked for Hegra Art first. Okay, I know them. Yeah. Uh, until I was enough young to work for them. <laughs> I was 25 back then, and they uh, only shoot girls until 25 or 6. That's sad. They so just... I've become old, and I was over the weight. So even back then, if you see my films, it's incredible. That was like I'm getting old and fat for... <laughs> wow, it's <Yeah>. brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. I mean, I how do you brutal. feel when someone says you're too old at 25? Uh... I didn't take that serious because he could have been shoot me still because I had a baby face. Mm. But he told me that I have to lose like three, four kilos. Yeah, and I was nice. like four kilo less or five than now. So imagine that's a lot. I didn't eat carbs for six months. I thought at least with that, I'm going to like get rid of few kilos, which, which didn't happen. And so we never shot again. So that was my first... Um, ever production and honestly I'm never gonna forget that feeling when I did my first film it was so amazing that I am barely having any orgasm and I reached it very very late like after I started to have sex mm -hmm. but in front of the camera I had several real orgasm because they at least they let me work in work or like you know do anything everything in my own tempo mm -hmm. so in front of the camera in that first time I had several orgasm and I was feeling so amazing and released and especially the feeling that I did something I had a fantasy about for such a long time, mm -hmm. but I knew it's people going to judge me, it's going to come out, you know, probably my parents going to know. So a lot of people going to judge and hate me for that. And the feeling that I didn't give a fuck about it, I just did it all for my own happiness. Mm -hmm. It was one of the the best feeling I, I ever had in my life. It's very cool. And I don't hear many girls doing that. Like most girls seem to go through agents. So I yeah. don't know many girls that contact producers directly. Yeah. So I found a way. But then I didn't do anything for three years. Ah, uh, so you were just like kept it small and more like yeah. a hobby. No, I did nothing. I enjoyed it, but I didn't find a way or the, I didn't... Um, find any production I really liked mm -hmm. and I just I knew that it's something I enjoyed and it was kind of my little dirty secret I could just only I mm -hmm. was only sharing with some people and it was very exciting and then then I met with my ex-boyfriend and we started to make amazing films I truly I was truly in love with him and you see this this on my face which is really makes a difference like that was something I wanted to show to the whole world mm -hmm. And so I filmed with him and he was, a, he is a documenting filmmaker. So he's really professional and he's, what is he doing? And he, he's filming in a, from a different angle, you know, since he's like really recording real life documentaries, he was, he was making beautiful films mm -hmm. and he did films. I uploaded to Pornhub. I thought we're going to explode there because it's so beautiful. It's so real, it's so high quality, but nobody, 
Yeah, care. people don't want to see art, do they? No, <laughs> they like no, you it. know, if you are not having a good promotion in the in the in the mind and the good marketing behind it, mm. you're not gonna reach people. So Yeah, I think I don't know what year that was, but I imagine that might be after um all the bots took over on Pornhub. All the what? Um like a, if you notice on Pornhub, most of the most popular girls are like Russian and East European, and most of them are just using fake views to bump themselves up. Oh, is that easy? Yeah, <laughs> it's so. But the bad thing is, it means that the popular stuff is based on you know who's cheating the best rather than who's the most popular. I do know you can hack that, but of course you can hack. That. Yeah, I mean there were some girls of like videos just sat on a bus, not even getting naked, and they're getting a million views. <laughs> It's like Jesus, so you just have to have money for paying for the fake. Uh, the way it works is they um split the money with the guy generating the fake views, so you get half and half. But it's a different topic. Okay. <laughs> so, Very interesting. So what led you into more professional porn? Because um curiosity mostly. I always wanted to like I knew that I enjoyed this and I wanted to like try it. I like the excitement of the new situations, the new scene, the um, the role plays. So I really liked a company. Should do we talk about names in here? You can. It doesn't make a difference. Okay, I like the um, the quality of discipline of desires, and I talk to them. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I talk to them if they're coming here, if I can shoot with them, or and then they. Um, are we talking about now or are we talking about in the past no uh, no like when i started like after i was shooting with my ex-boyfriend these films okay. and i uploaded to pornhub nothing really happened uh, i came back to europe and uh, because i lived in asia mm. and i came here the pandemic just started but i was really ready to to start this career feeling this curiosity because when i filmed with my ex-boyfriend i was like really feeling that it's something i want to do mm. so i came back i contacted the discipline of desires to get in touch somehow with them and they said they are not shooting here at the moment but they have a great agency they are working together in here and it was real babes ah uh, real babes yeah my i think they really like me and i really like them yeah why are um, they always at the center of every podcast because story? this is it like <laughs> they are the one who is doing something in here this yeah is like true they're the budapest one aren't they yeah so, so you got in touch there. with them yes i applied i got the application accepted in like 15 minutes very um it was very quick and unexpected mm. um and in 15 minutes, basically, the guy was in front of my house. That sounds so weird. So <laughs> kind just... of. I mean, for me, it was like very exciting back then. It's like, ooh, this is happening. And yeah. So this is Robbie came to your house, the owner. I yeah, guess, so. he picked me up with a car. We went for a ride. Um, he gave me um, a vibrator and said that he want to see how am I um, performing. In the car. Yes. Professional. Very professional. <laughs> and he even jerked off. So the casting was Robbie in Robbie's car with you <laughs> playing with a vibrator like while he jerked In a McDonald's uh, parking lot or some, like uh, in a parking lot. But I remember not far from there, there was a, um, a fast food um, place. Yeah, and the thing is, I've heard this thing a lot about Robbie. 
that he likes to jerk off or jerk off on the girl drawing castings. Um, and I've heard other stories as well. But to me, it doesn't sound exactly like a professional start no, to a not. career. But for me, at that second, it was very exciting that it happened so quick. And, mm. you know, it was like a real life interaction related to something sexual. So I honestly didn't feel uncomfortable in that time. Mm. Because if I would, I would definitely do something against it. Because I am really... Um, I really know where are my boundaries and I can really defend myself. Yeah, yeah. But it's true. It's not professional. This is a job. It's it's could not yeah. work like this. And I wonder how many people just never join the industry because their first experience is an old bloke I jerking off in the nice, car. Um, I think it's very nice. Not nice. Come on, it's not nice. But it's a very real introduction from them because it's like pushing you in the deep water because in the industry most of the time they don't ask you much they not give you a, a mm. contract in the beginning where every, everything is clear so i think it's like a good um welcome to know what is gonna waiting for you yeah i can't say too much but you know given the stories i've heard about him i can't imagine it's very safe for most models to get into his car but um obviously i'm not allowed to talk about that personally so, but I don't know, it just to me, it just seems so crazy just to get in a stranger's car, like not meeting in a public place or an yeah, office or... I, I would like, think that this is like, porn is big. They are one of the biggest agencies, so I really mm. didn't think. And he was the guy from the agency who received my application. So I yeah. really didn't think it's not professional. I really didn't think I have anything to afraid from. Mm -hmm. And I am local. And example, when I shoot the first time with Hegra, it was feeling a little sketchy that this man was coming with me with a car, picking me up. But mm -hmm. they were treating me really well. Like I was uh, hosted by a villa in his own place, and they treated me really mm -hmm. well. And I thought it's it's such a big, strong, established industry that it's safe. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like from the outside, the porn industry always looks really big, doesn't it? And then when you join, it's surprising how small and how cheap things can be. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, okay, so how did work go with Brill Babes? Was it? I only signed for girls. Um, I, I mean, like just solo just and girl girls. Girl. I have to be honest because of uh, Satan, um, hygienic reasons. I don't find it hygienic how it works. Mm -hmm. And at the same time guys are not looking as good as as girls so i think it's just not fair absolutely yeah. um so i only signed yeah for girls and i didn't i don't even really remember what i got not my job i got one solo they only offered a very small amount of money because they told me it's gonna be only a few hours shooting and compare that like 150 euro even back then when i just started i didn't know the rates my, mm -hmm. my value and I was needing the money. It would have been all right to work a few hours, but <laughs> oh, it was funny. I just arrived for the shooting. I had to go up on the heels. I was running, sweating to arrive on time. The other model looked at me and I was like, oh, is it still raining outside? <laughs> I'm like, 
<laughs> no, I was such in a rush <laughs> because I wanted to be on time. Mm -hmm. And man, I had to wait like fucking three hours for my shoot. Nobody picked up the phone in time. Like, don't rush because you're going to sit here and you're not going to get paid more. Yeah, I don't understand why that is. But every porn shoot, especially in Budapest, it's like the girls arrive. And then you're just sat around for like five hours before anything okay. happens. Just tell me. It's just yeah. a phone call. At least I wouldn't run. Yeah, so go. I waited three hours or maybe even more. And then we were ab only able to shoot the half of it. And they asked me to go back the next day for no extra money. It was actually horrible. I was going through also a very hard time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So there wasn't much work for Girl Girl and... No, because so, uh, it's the um, easy, it's considered as the easiest job. So I heard at least that all the girls in the industry are up for making girl girl. It's so much easier. It's more hygienic. Not gonna get candida and stuff. Um, so they all sign for girl girls, and they usually the models get these jobs who are doing anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I didn't really get. And then with the guys, I just wanted. I'm. The girl's usually good. Oh, how I started? No, it was a bit before. I wanted to uh, join Jewel Models because they are having really outstanding models. So I wanted mm -hmm. to like, you know, belong to them and have my name uh, with them. And I get, I uh, give my application, I get accepted and I had a phone call with them. And they told me that they are happy for me and they would love to offer a job and they have something for me in Prague. I'm like, okay, what kind of job? Who is the model? And they didn't really understand my question. I mean, like, they didn't understand why is it necessary to know. And they, I said, like, I, I would love to see the model. I would take a look. I would love to have a um, um, decision if I like it or not. <laughs> they completely pissed. They are like, no, it doesn't work like that. This is a job. You go there and you make it. And I got shocked. I can be very wow. impulsive. And I got really shocked and pissed. And even I'm just too honest sometimes. Even I try to like control myself. It doesn't work when I explode. And I just told them my opinion about this. Uh, that it, 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 I, I, Because that was the first time I faced with the condition of the industry. Mm. And yeah, I completely shocked. And I, and I told them that I really don't understand how it could work like that. So after that, I contact them, I think later, maybe a year later or something, even I, after I started to, to shoot that I, I might want to try because I had this feeling once and they told me like, no, we already uh, heard your, um, your um, opinion and the mm -hmm. behavior you have for the industry and we don't want to work with you. And I'm happy they like they didn't because I really think I should have the right to to see who I'm working yeah, with. Yeah, well, it, it's this is one of the problems that I've been covering on the podcast a lot is that agents are not communicating who the girl's working with, what exactly is happening on on the day. What now, it should be a must. I know because it's hard to say no on the day, but it's easy to say no before. But now I must admit, like it has changed. Although it's made me realize like how many girls have worked on my site that didn't want to work there that day because they were just sent there by their agent and expected to work. But it has changed somewhat. Um, I know it's definitely changed 
uh, dual models. I think at Real Babes, the more recent messages I've seen seem to be that it's just they're sent to the shoot <laughs> with as little information as possible. Um, but yeah, so where, where were you at Real Babes and you didn't get so much work? Then did you change to boy girl or what happened? No, I never did because um, for me, it's a passion and I don't want to be on screen with people I don't find attractive. So yeah. I only do things which I'm proud of or I'm like, you know, I would watch back. I, I'm fine with it. <clears throat> so I'm only filming with people I find attractive and that's why I'm only working with later with um, with alternative companies who give me the mm -hmm. decision to to accept the model or not because this is sex. This is this should based on actual attraction mm -hmm. so yeah i joined the uh, brio babes and um and i was actually um how do you say a part of a shooting without actually doing sex so i was just oh, an like extra a, yeah i was an extra on yeah. the background basically in one of the scene and i met with a guy who was a master and i went to his his place to give me a massage a sport massage and we had sex which was my decision mm -hmm. my private life and i even yeah. called him then I taught him that I would love to film with him because I love the excitement of the filming and expose myself. But I wanted to, to be with someone who I like anyway. So I already had sex with him in my private life. So I told him we should, uh, I would love to only film with him. And he said, okay, but uh, you have to know if you're going to film with me, you're not going to get more job because then you already did with a man. That's how it works. And then they want you to film with other men. I was like, okay, this is weird. But then nothing happened somehow. I was like, I didn't feel like still from from um, hygienic reason. You know, I can't just decide to have a condom mm -hmm. in the scene because nobody's going to watch it. And we know that not everything is tested in the industry. That At there that are time, something. Yeah. Not even now. Yeah. No, it's like... Not everything's tested. Hmm? Not everything's tested, you're right. Okay. So, so yeah, and then um, Esther call, uh, told me that uh, even though she knows I'm not uh, filming with guys, but Rocco was interested about me. I'm like, oh, Rocco, I always wanted to try him. His like name, he's fucking for 25 years. And um, yeah, I, I also like in this industry and what I do in my private life that I'm just like hound people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I put someone in mind and find a way to film with them. And so Roku was, um, I was curious about him. So mm -hmm. I said like, even though I'm not filming with man, but he's a thing I want to try. And that's how I, I film with him. So what did you know about him before you met? I have to be honest, I didn't watch his films. I didn't know he's so abusive. And when people watch my film, everybody said, it's like, wow, he was so kind to you. I'm like, yeah. But just, I just mean, what, what, what did you know about him before you met him? Mm, that he's, he's like a name, like he's like a legend because he's, he's there for such a long time. I know he made some really old school porn. He was looking good when he was young. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when he was young. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I do have a daddy issue, so it's all right. And I just knew that he, he have a name. So I thought mm -hmm. that he got so much experience and the talent. That's why he's still there. That I could experience something I never did before, or mm -hmm. just at least give a try. So I just wanted to try. 
And so what, how did the booking happen? What, what, how was it booked? So the story was about the payment. Esther told me that uh, not uh, yet he was, that Rock was interested about me and he kno she knows that I'm not filming with men. I'm exclusive with girls, but because of that reason, I can also have a good amount of money he, that she can ask for a higher price because... Yeah, because I'm not first boy girl, you get paid Yeah. More. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This didn't happen because I was naive. I really thought that there is a lot of money in the industry, especially he do have shouldn't, so. Shouldn't Esther be agreeing that money, like when she books it? I thought she really gonna do the best job because, you know, when. So, so what? What were the details of the booking? <laughs> nothing, basically nothing. That we gonna shoot a threesome, and I didn't get. Um, they didn't tell me the the amount of money, the time of the shooting, like the. That sounds very suspicious that the agent and Rocco wouldn't say the money. I was very naive and trustful could because... Be, it should, could be more. I really thought that I know how much is a normal Gerger, so I thought it's going to be a few hundred euro more. Mm -hmm. But I really trusted them in that time because I thought it's from my agent. If they say it makes sense because... They want the best for me. Probably they have a bigger percentage if I ask more. Plus, it's not their own money. So if they ask more for for yeah, me... But you assume the agent is like, working for the model, not... Yeah, they are taking money out of his pockets. And, yeah. you know, it's like... It's how it should know. be. But yeah. it sounds strange to me that there was no price agreed. And what scene was it? What was their agreement So it was a threesome. With two and, boys or two girls? Um, Him and a, and a girl. Okay. Did so, you know the girl? No, not before. She just started the industry, which really going to make a difference, I think, later. Mm -hmm. So I remember we met approximately 7.30 in the morning. We had a driver who took us. We arrived at 8 o'clock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we arrived at 8 o'clock. I wasn't informed. Maybe I knew it's going to be a bigger film, but no details about it. So we arrived. We got the makeup. I, <laughs> they put some really ridiculous clothes on me as usual. Yeah. We were filming outside like in the 15 or 10 degrees in a little skirt and the top, very um, um, understandable. <laughs> and so we had this first scene of, um, I don't know, something. So we were just like a statist or part of a big film. Yeah. So maybe just talk me through what happened before the shoot. Like, obviously, there was makeup and clothes. Was there any conversation about consent? No. Any conversation about, like, what's going to happen through the scene? Like, what positions, what activities? No, because actually, it was when we first uh, shoot, it. we were only just, like... Um a part of, of a non-sexual scene. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we started to shoot basically 10 hours later. But okay. we were so tired for that time. But we definitely had a lot of time between to be informed. Yeah. But nobody actually. No one. Yeah, talks for us. I think i more or less sure I didn't even have like um, a contract where I had to like bear... It's, it, where were like questions I could like, you know, put on X what I'm doing, what I'm accepting. Yeah, the consent form. Yes. Yeah, nothing like that. No. And that's weird though, that so when it was time to start the porn scene, it was just assumed you knew what was happening and what was gonna happen. 
It was no, I just I knew that it's gonna be like a threesome, and that was all. Nothing serious. And when was the first time you met Rocco in person? Did he take time out to talk to you, or was it? No, I mean we talked a little. He was actually nice to me. Mm-hmm. He was nice. I think he knew that that I know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> it was very funny. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I should be really honest, but there was a certain point point before the shooting, but we were waiting more and more and more. So we had this first part shoot it at, I don't know, after we arrived. And then they made us wait until 10 or 11 in the night when I started to wow. film. Wow. So you was there from 8 a.m. until Yes, 10. and you know what's the worst? They were saving 15 euro or 10 euro of the lunch of the models and they didn't even inform us. They didn't even feed you or anything? No, because they were saving this money. They were actually ordering food, but only everybody else, but not the models. And yeah. they didn't even actually like That's tell the models. The they didn't even well. tell the models like, hey, we are ordering food. Do you want something on your own coast? Which would be hilarious. But like they just forget to tell us that we are not going to get food basically. And we were in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, he's not in the, in the city, is he? He's in the no. countryside. But I have... I am such a foodie. I actually went there with a bag of food I bought in the morning. So for me, it was okay. Yeah. But I didn't know we're going to start to shoot at 10 in the night. So I got actually hungry after a while, obviously. But then I didn't feel like I have time to order. I didn't mm-hmm. know when we start. Even if I order and it's arrived, I knew I'm going to be tired from eating. And I just really wanted to finish, like start actually in 10, 11 in the night when I went 8 in the morning. Yeah, and it just sounds like a lack of care. Like uh, Yeah, they didn't did they're like fuck. Like it's just okay to make someone work a 12-hour day before you even start work. Before. And then they actually wanted me to to have a, you know, like put a smile on my face and like mm-hmm. perform well. Like I'm there to make a good job. I'm representing something, my image. And I just can't have a, you know, I can't make a good job with these conditions. And this is not fair. Mm-hmm. I want to appear great on these films, but... Uh, you couldn't, can't really after 12 hours. No. And so I guess the next step is the scene starts or like what's the, yes. like how does it start? Like what happens? Do you want to talk us through? Yeah. Um, we had a little um, part where we talked. They had this whole film, so it, they have had a story, but it also wasn't really informed. Um, and I have to be honest, I really don't like that they never ask me how I feel comfortable. I mean, which kind of role? Because, for example, we were playing the psycho teenagers, which was like, okay. But usually there is a lot of things, like mostly clothes. Even what I was wearing in the first scene, I would never wear. And if you like put me on something, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not going to do the best job. Exactly. And it's not fair. They never asked the models if you feel good on the on the on the clothes you are wearing, if you're fine with uh, the makeup. Like sometimes they they put a a pink um, lipstick on my lips, and I feel disgusted because it's absolutely I'm going crazy from pink. Mm. So yeah, I was playing in this uh, pink uh, dollhouse room, a teenager. And the power for Ruko was coming. And I found out in the middle of the scene, in a break, that she wanna he wanna make an anal scene or like involve anal with the other girl in the scene. 
How did you find out? What do you mean? It was like, you know, the idea came up. Like, now we're going to do... While we were already on the shooting, and I was tired. So, like, sex had already started. Yeah, and I was tired as well. But even if I wouldn't be, I get really angry because, as I said, I'm not filming with guys, usually for hygienic reasons. I'm a hygiene freak. And, like, putting an anal on the scene and, like, having his dick on another girl's ass, which I, I have to, like, have after... For me to no go and nobody asked me about it. And I, I I get really mad and I freaked out and I show I told them this is not all right. <laughs> and it's hilarious. They told me that they don't understand my problem. They mm-hmm. said it's because they... anal sex is riskier than huh? vaginal sex, isn't it? What? Like anal sex is more risky. Does it with what you mean? Uh, in terms of STIs. Really? But they are all checked. So everyone's checked, but your chance of transmission is higher. Basically, is that what you meant, or you meant the gross-out factor? No, that I just didn't want it to involve his dick in an ass, which I am putting on my mouth. Then, oh, he wants to do ass. No, no, he didn't want it to. But even if he would wash it, mm-hmm. it's just like for me to no go. It's just yeah, like so if I knew this, factor, I would never yeah. do it. Even my butt would be better, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so did the girl know it was going to be an anal scene? that's another thing. So the agreement was before she came there, because she was an Italian girl, that Rocco was bringing her there. And she said, if she comes, she's willing to film Anna. But in that day, they didn't agree. They didn't talk about it. And they even filmed the previous days. And the, the girl said there were no discussion about this scene, if that it's going to contain Anal. And... She was also obviously tired. We started the day together and she wasn't feeling like she wasn't ready. She didn't know. And she didn't want it to do. And Roku was very surprised and he was pissed that that was the agreement when the girl said that she would come to Hungary. He was taking her there and uh, yeah, th- they agreed on. And what is it? She's not doing it now. So he was pressuring her into anal when she said no. Yeah, because they didn't. She just... She just didn't feel it and she was like waiting 10 hours. She wasn't ready. She didn't get ready even with uh, the eating. Mm-hmm. She didn't, she wasn't. So she wasn't prepped or anything? No, and not no. at all. It was insane and she didn't want it to do it. And it was also a surprise for her. She's like, she didn't expect it. And she said, she's not okay. Mm-hmm. And I even told them that I I don't want to be in the scene this, with this who conditions. Who was there? Was it just you, her, and Rocco? No, some Hungarian guy who was making the pictures too. Or maybe Tommy? I think so. Tommy Sai, maybe? Could be a Hungarian. They were in a good relationship. What, what did he say? Because <laughs> surely he would, you know, if someone's being pressured into anal when they say no, you'd think someone would stand up for the girl. Who? No. So no. he just sat and filmed... I don't know where was him in that time because that wasn't discussed in front of camera, obviously, but in a break. Oh, there was a break and that's when the anal conversation happened. Yeah, and the girl was telling me she really don't want, but... And I was also telling them that I'm not fine with that. And that's what I wanted to say earlier. They told me that this is hilarious what I'm doing because... Uh, why they would have been informed me because it's not me who is getting 
fucked. You know, I'm not the one who's doing Ghana, so why am I making a problem out of it? Yeah, our hygiene yeah. is important. It's like you should know <laughs> what the scene is, right? What? And then they told me that they don't understand this because they never had a problem like this in 25 years. This is Rocco you're talking about or more than one person? I don't know. They were only him and this other guy. Mm -hmm. And basically they tried to, you know, shame me that it's bullshit where I'm do I'm staying because if I if I am not having an anal, what is my problem? Why it can't be on the scene? Because they never had this problem in 25 years. Mm. And I was like, do I really have to like... They never had this problem. Yeah. The girls say I no. love that. I love that. Oh. They say, I never had this problem. Yeah. That's, a, that's the biggest problem if nobody ever stand it up and let you whatever. It's a lie. Like there's in the videos I showed, a girl was saying no to anal frequently and he kept trying to stick his dick in her ass. Okay. He didn't try it. He He's actually touched my butt in the, um, in the scene. And I even told him to watch out with your fingers. Where do you put that next? And they didn't cut it out. It's really funny, actually. So I was, I was, um, I was tough. And so. They but what about the girl? So did she accept anal in the end? Yes, because she was pretty much pressured. I mean, she said yes. She said yes. But when you're saying no for fourth time. And she was an 18 years old girl. She just started the industry and she knew that it's Rocco and she's not going to have another job if she is. Um, well, if you, she's if you say no like four times and then you say yes, that's not consent. The legal word for that is acquiescence because it's when the person just gives in. But it's still a no. It's um, according to like Joyce Short, who is like a consent lawyer. In her opinion, acquiescent, not just in her opinion, the legal opinion is that acquiescence is sexual assault. It is obviously when you are like, you know, convincing someone with your power and kind of she was feeling threatened because, I mean, if you say no for several times and the person is still pushing it, you feel like you have to say yes. Mm. Because, yeah, that was the difference. She was an 18 years old old girl. So young. Like the power difference between an 18, because you were older when you did porn. Yeah. And I, I noticed know. that girls that are a little bit more mature have a slightly easier tie. It's still hard, but it can be easier to say no. Of course. So that's the thing. She didn't, he didn't try to do anything with me. He was really, mm. personally with me, Rocco was very nice and polite and he was respectful, but I think because he knew like, the difference between me and uh, mm. and a weak girl in her 18 years. So, um, so yeah, they definitely picked the weak ones. And so how did the scene progress? Was it all okay? <laughs> Obviously not. The girl did the scene. She just washed herself. So she wasn't actually clean. I was freaking out as well. She went to f have a shower like three times. Mm. So the, it, it was, the scene was getting longer and longer. That would be uncomfortable for her as well, you know, when you feel dirty and she embarrassed. Was, she and... was really, but she really wanted to impress Rocco. Mm -hmm. And actually like Rocco was really into me. You see it in the film that she was kind of like an outsider. So really it was, it was quite humiliating for her. I really, I'm really sure I am very sure that she um, get traumatized and not only because of that, but I'm going to tell you the story. So 
basically she got forced to do it and she did and i was sitting here Rocco was here the guy, the girl was sitting in her lap and i saw the pain on the girl's face and it couldn't shoot not only because of her because they were actually tried to do it from the back first but my face was shocked i was watching like this and this they showed is drawing anal sex is that hmm? This is while he was having anal sex. With yeah, I saw the because the girl was like sitting here on on Rocco's lap, so she, I saw her face. How when he was sliding his huge cock inside of her, and I saw the pain on her face, and I was shocked. Also, that he's still doing it. You you can't miss that pain on the face. That it was not a joy, and I was watching like this. And I clearly remember that the shoot producer, like the cameraman, told me that we can't film because of my face, that I can't make a face like this. And I was just like, I was truly shocked. And this is when people gonna ask why I didn't do anything, because I was shocked. And, you know, when you never um, faced with a situation before, you never mm -hmm. had an experience, you just block. I it's like, that. you know how to. You, when you never experience something before, a lot of time you don't know how to handle the situation. And if it would happen right now, I would probably stand up. But back then... Was this the man? Yes. Yeah, Tommy Sai. Yeah. I was completely shocked. And I saw the, yeah, the pain on the girl's face. It was horrible. So they couldn't finish it because... It just didn't work out. Mm. And Rocco was telling me in the in the break that believe me, this girl wasn't uh she like she was practiced in anal. I don't know how is it actually make difference. He was like trying to defend himself that the girl was using her butt, so it should have been all right. But <laughs> Yeah, but if a girl says no and doesn't want to have it, and if sex, you see that it's, it's too big and it hurts and it's just not the day. Did, did he so did she request him to stop or no what? she was no she was really tried to mm. no because she said already that she don't want to so like once she'd given up she just tolerated the pain do you feel she did but i'm i'm not sure she didn't say that it's hers i think she did but i don't want to i'm not sure about it but when it's written on someone's face mm. you know you have to read that science it's not only about I think like face expressions actually tell more than words. Yeah, like body language is important. Yeah, so she definitely had a pain. They couldn't make it because the girl becoming messy, because she wasn't prepared. She hurt. My face was really shocked. And, and actually, I don't know like uh, where to follow up. So... Yeah, we finished the scene without the anal because it didn't work out. We were waiting for the taxi. And, <laughs> and was everybody treated nicely apart from the anal sex? or Nicely treating when I wait 12 hours for my... I mean drawing the scene. <laughs> um, I was fine. Like, they didn't, they didn't try to do anything and the against me. I just told him he can't stick a finger on my ass. Especially like he tried, but also we didn't agree on that. For me, it's not, it's not okay also for hygienic reason. Oh, no, I get that. But I mean, and the girl, there was no other problems with the sex. It was just I the I think anal. it was more than enough. 
Mm. No, no more. No, absolutely no. Absolutely. Um, so we finished the scene. We were waiting for the cab. Um, and he came with the payment. And I get 500 euro. 500. And it was one o'clock in the night, I remember. So from eight to eight, that's 12 hour. And then another five. Jesus Christ. That was like, am I right? Am I right? Yeah. 17 hours of work. He was coming with five, 500 euro. And I was and this so was surprised. The, um, this that was, was the, the high price I got. This was the know? high price. Yeah, this was the special price I got for threesome after 17 hours for my first boy-girl scene. I wonder how much Esther got paid for your first boy-girl scene. Mm. I wonder if she just got her usual 20% or um, if she got a bit of a bonus because it doesn't seem like she was on your side. Doesn't seem like, no. and so me without zero experience, never did a boy girl. And I told him like, "Hey, as I know, it's actually a little bit more money when we are threesome." Oh yeah, okay. And then we get an extra hundred. And you know what? The girl didn't even get paid for for Donald's scene because she they didn't couldn't get use. paid for the anal. No, because they couldn't use because she was such in a pain. Are you kidding? So it's not on the... Um, so because they didn't use it, she didn't get paid even though she, she had anal sex. But she also didn't sign a contract for doing an anal scene. So... But there is... Yeah. But... It's insane, yeah? Um, <laughs> yeah. So how was the girl afterwards? She was crying the whole way. Really? Yeah, she was completely shocked and she... So you were with her on the journey she was, home? Yeah, she was like, she was sad and she was complaining that why she don't know why she did it and it wasn't all right and she's in a pain. And then she was, when, even when she arrived at home, she was sending me voice messages that she's hating herself for letting this, uh, this happen. That's so sad that she blames herself. But it's quite common with sexual assault victims is that they often blame themselves for their ordeal because they're like... Yeah, because you know, she actually let it happen in the end. I, I think that's the wrong way to think of it. It's like, it's acquiescence. And I mean, a lot she of people was, think her insecurity concerned, and yeah. the situation was, of course, he made an advantage on it and she should not do that. But yeah, that's exactly what Harvey Weinstein was doing, for example, in its clusters. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what Harvey Weinstein was doing. He was using his power in the industry in order to have sex with actresses. Yeah, that's what happened. And Rocco, in this case, at least if what you've said is accurate, it sounds like he's using his power to get girls to say yes when they've said no so many times. It's at the very minimum, I believe it's like coercion, I think. I'm not a legal expert. There's like different types of sexual assaults. There's like coercion. There's force. There's like fear. But it was like like ah, but that's how you came here. You promised when you when I uh, we had an agreement that you come to Budapest. So you are like he's like basically sad that the girl already promised. So yeah, he was doing this with um the girl in the other video in one of the videos I showed with Marilyn Sugar. He kept saying, but you said you like anal. Oh, you promised. You did, you know, exactly the same routine. It's, he does it in so many times. It's ridiculous. It it's just his usual working routine. I mean, the company he works for have deleted all the videos from his website. So they don't like the look of them. 
And you know what? The girl like sending me this voice message, it's like, it sounds like a raping porn. She's like very uh, loud and she like breathes heavily and crying from the shock she had. She's like, yeah, blaming herself. Like, it's so sad. It is horrible. And then she was even telling me that she's puking since she arrived because she's felt so disgusted from herself and she's bleeding in her ass. And she was sending me a picture. I have it on my phone from her ass. Yeah, that there is a little bump from from the forcing. And then, yeah, she said. It was a tear, wasn't there, I think. Hmm? I think her anus was torn. I think it was a... Probably, I don't know. because There was I, blood in the picture, I remember. Uh, no, I think it was like this little bump <laughs> when you are like having like, um, yeah. I had it in my piercing when it's getting infected. That's how I can explain. Uh-huh. But I know how is it. But it definitely was something from the forcing. Yeah. But I just can't imagine how bad she felt. And the thing that makes me so sad is like, over 2,000 of his videos have been deleted from his site. And that's potentially 2,000 women that all may have felt like her, that all may have gone home crying in tears, like feeling taken advantage of, feeling abused. Um, because nobody protect them. That's the thing. They can't say no because then... How they did... never get a job again. That's the thing that girls are afraid to say no because nobody protect them. It's just only all about, It's all, all, they only care about the companies. And girls are coming again, you know, a new 18 years old Ukrainian girl who doesn't have money going to appear tomorrow. So they don't give a fuck. It's a meat market. Mm. So I really don't understand in 2013, uh, <laughs> 23, in Europe, while it's a huge uh, uh, how, industry, how did you feel after that? Protecting, shoot? I was really shocked. I was telling two people, but I have to be honest. I was like, make myself regret quick to not stuck in that, because it was a traumatic um, experience. But since it didn't really happen with me, I was a witness. Mm-hmm. But it's. You know, I, I know how to protect myself and I'm... Did you reach out to anyone after the scene to discuss it? Like, say, no. your agent or anyone like that? My agent? No. What could I say? Well, about the money, for example. I was shocked. Like... I knew that nobody gonna care. I mean, they already made a promise, which they didn't keep. Like, I didn't trust them anymore. What promise? I mean, the promise was that I'm getting a good amount of money because I'm exclusive mm. and I know the basic salary is 500 and I just yeah, didn't have you, trust. Yeah. So, no, I never, the thing, um, after this, I, I needed some time to like, yeah, to process this and try to make myself forget it quick because I also didn't know what can I do for it like mm. who who I could turn with this case hey because she actually said yes in the end yeah well, that's a misconception of like I, I think people don't realize that many sexual assaults are usually you know the perpetrator you know it could be a boss colleague um boyfriend tinder date whatever and often it's just saying no many times and then kind of losing your power to say no. Like you only have so many no's in you for a lot of people before 
they can be kind of bullied into things. Yeah, I know. It's the only bad sexual experience I ever had. I said, no, no, no. And then I just let the guy do it just to finish. It was just like, come on, man, just put it on me to calm down. And I was feeling like I was raped, basically. I mean, mm -hmm. not completely, but that was like a... Yeah, it, well, rape a, basically, I think, is a violent sexual assault, but it's still It was, it was assault. a force in the end. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, me too. Then I never filmed with them. Like, I mean, not with the... Oh, no, it's not true. Actually, I think I went to... I... Yeah. After that, I think I only met again. Because as I said, he was nice to me. I made myself, like, mm -hmm. forget it. Like, I tried to like when it should like nothing happened yeah, i feel like the abusive people in our industry they know who they can abuse and who of they can't of course and he the younger really they are kind the, with me the younger ones they are more likely to be abused and in my experience the russian and ukrainian ones they're also more likely to be abused because they're yeah, illegal immigrants like who are they going to complain to they're not meant to be here yeah i was i am a local one and i knew that what they can do with me mm. And of course, that's the thing. Also, I just started my career. He was Rocco. And I was like, do I really want to start complaining instead of other people? So actually, he didn't hurt me personally. So I also felt like I don't want to stand up for others in that situation because mm -hmm. I have to take the best of to best care of myself. And it was the middle of the pandemic. Like I had a business, what I was doing before, I couldn't keep that up with the pandemic. So that was my income. So I'm like, okay, I just better mm. take a good care of myself. And so then I went to an interview with him. An interview? Yeah, interview the, the blowjob scene. When you okay. go, you talk to him, you give a blowjob. And was it's only... it, that's how, what your agent told you or? Yeah, that, that was, was the agreement. And I found out later it's only a blowjob because people... They're not making enough money from having a um, sex scene or filming a sex scene. They would have to pay more for me, but they're not making more on the reviews, which doesn't really make sense because paying for me, the difference is a few hundred euro. So mm. I don't know. Well, one of the complaints against Rocco is that he books girls for just a blowjob scene and, and then, then has sex them. with them. Oh, wow. <laughs> Guess it what? Seems it seems to happened. be. So that's what happened with you as well. Yeah. Yeah, we were. I'm giving. I was giving him a blowjob, and obviously he was feeling on me that I am very passionate and I do have like um, desire. Like I, I, I do this, as I said, um, with with passion. I do it with people I feel attracted to. I want to keep it, keep this real. That's why I'm not in the industrial form because it's impossible. So I do have a desire and I I wanted to fuck with him in that time because I sexually was sexually very aroused. But so I did the, the blowjob scene and then he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck you now. Let's fuck. Something like that. I was into it, but I didn't even have time to think about it. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to turn off the camera now. I was even suspicious that he didn't turn it off. So I wasn't feeling completely safe, I guess. Mm. So he just turned the camera off and yeah. penetrated you without getting yeah. any consent or anything? No, I didn't sign a paper about it, but I'm like, okay, I enjoy it. I and mean, did you, you got to say like, okay, let's do it or it just... 
Yeah, probably I did. Yeah, sure. I wanted to do it, but it's still, it wasn't right and professional. This is a mm -hmm. job. Don't forget it. It's not a fucking Tinder date. It's, it's, it's a job where I have to be protected. I should know what's going to go on because it's a very fragile thing, like sexuality. You know, I can be like yeah, traumatized. And, yeah. And, you know, most like, even if you're enjoy, even if you enjoy the work, which most of us do, it is a job and it involves acting and it's a very sensitive thing to do and everything should be agreed before the scene. You can't just say, oh, I'm putting the camera down now so we can fuck. Oh, I'm already going to fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's massively unprofessional. It's very unprofessional. It's like a 16-year-old horny boy. And yeah. he should protect his job more or like his income and his name. And, you know, it's, she should protect. Weirdly, his name seems to be very well protected. Like there's the videos that are online show girls being like violently assaulted. Um, in the worst video I've seen, a girl says no about 15 times and then he sticks his dick in her ass anyway. And she's saying. Because he can and she's saying, stop, stop, it hurts. And he says, but I like it. Because he, he continues. can. Because he not get punished after the first one. That's the problem. Yeah, people worship him. But in Italy, people worship him. And it's like, I don't know, like, is there something, I'm starting to think, like, is there something sick in Italian culture that they actually, are they pro-sexual assault? Are they pro-rape? Because it, it's getting to that point, because... That nobody's shown any curiosity in what Rocco is doing. And I think it's a stain on their country. I really do. It's a stain on their country. It's such a beautiful country and such a beautiful culture. And I love Italian people. But and this they always disgusts have good me. Dick. <laughs> this disgusts me so much. Yeah, I understand. But I think it's a big problem for all the guys who are socialized, like in se or sexual, had a sexual education by poor. And I really feel this. Yeah. I, like I, I've, since we did the podcasts, um, I've been contacted by many girls who have been hurt and the guys even said, oh, they were just doing what Rocco does. And it's like, and the girls are traumatized by it. But do the and guys, they, they are they gay that they only watch uh, uh, Rocco or what? The they Italian, don't watch the girl? The Actually guys, how she feels? You can read from people's face. The Italian guys, they love him. He's a real celebrity there. He advertises potato chips on TV. Someone told me that he's more, an Italian person told me that he's more famous than the Pope. Yeah, I wouldn't say that, <laughs> but yeah, he, he's, he's, Someone told he's me very one. famous there. I know. Um, and it's, it's vile. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm struggling with like what else to do to stop him. Because I don't know how I get Italians to actually listen. It yeah. seems, I don't know. Ah, maybe they don't listen because they don't speak uh, English. No, my, my um, like I sent it to every Italian journalist. None of them published it. None of them watched the videos of what he does to girls. Um, and neg negative stories Aren't have started the, you, to don't go. Don't you think that they are afraid that he, he have like, you know, he have like connections and they can be like threatened, punished? Not journalists. Or... Like the job of journalism is to be taking like there's. You know, they're doing stories on Silvio Berlusconi, you know, before he died. Like, he's much, he's a billionaire. He's super dodgy. He's much more connected. Rocco's not even, you know. <laughs> Maybe they just don't want their childhood idol 
ideal. <laughs> I don't know. They, they seem to worship them. Uh, or, yeah, or maybe they collapse. just don't care about the women. That That's another option. Is that maybe in the culture? I think they don't. Most of the people don't give a fuck about the, the girls and the poor. And they think they are sluts anyway. They think they are um, stupid because they choose to do this because they are they can't do anything else and it's very easy job they just open their legs they get fucked and and money comes mm. and yeah but it's also it says that they don't show curse personality more because i met incredibly smart and amazing woman in this industry back to um rocco have you do other girls complain about similar things happening yeah i heard some but they said they're not gonna talk about it because they're not gonna get more job in the industry i mean like they're gonna um by their agency which is usually priya babes because they're the only one yeah, big in babes here. seem quite good at getting girls to stop complaining i mean it's easy they're just not gonna get jobs and mm -hmm. it just doesn't work. It's like one bad experience. They're just better not shoot with him anymore and just like keep on doing what they do. I mean, like keep on filming for other companies. Mm -hmm. So it just doesn't work for them. Yeah, I even noticed that a lot of girls just go back to shoot for him and they're just more on guard because like there's not that many jobs in the industry. So you kind of, you can, often you have, you have to shoot for the person that abused you. And that's kind of even, Why don't even you more start tragic. To shoot by yourself there is like a way to for self-management so i really call this uh you know being lazy because you would have to work more from home instead of you it's just easier to go there and you know you do it in a day even you go through a lot of things yeah i mean european models most of them don't have independent income not yet like uh, only fans doesn't pay much for european girls at the moment some make good money but not many but especially who does industrial porn, they already have a name. So they could like really attract the the viewers. Yeah, but it just hasn't worked out like that in Europe. And most European girls I, I know, they don't make much money. Um, a lot of them use OnlyFans managers who are taking like 50% or even more of their money. But still they film from home and they can always say no. Yeah, I mean, as far as safety goes, that's great. But they don't make enough money to pay their rent. Like I've, see, I've seen a lot of porn models in Europe that are making less than a thousand dollars a month on OnlyFans. And they're like, some of them are pretty good names. And then they're giving like, you know, half of that to their agent. It's like, but if you do it for yourself, you don't have to give the half. And if you are, but it isn't, if the half, if the money is tiny, which it is for most of these girls, it's either their money is either porn or escorting. I don't agree with that. I am very sorry because it's like, if, especially if you have already established a name or you are like, if, but none of, like, the majority don't have a name. Okay, that's true. Like, who who has a name in Europe? There's, like, maybe three or four girls. But, I mean, establish is just, like, you know, you are doing basically... One of my porn. friends has 500,000 followers, and she makes less than $3,000 a month on OnlyFans. Really? Yeah. Because, like, if you're famous in Hungary, who's giving you money? Like, who are the guys that are going to spend, like, $1,000 on a tip? No one. Exactly. <laughs> well, but why why <laughs> would they tip a 1000 People do. That's what the American girls get. The American and British girls get, like, they'll have one guy spending, like, 10 grand a month. Jesus Christ. That's okay. where the money comes from. It's not from it the subscriptions. It's not from, like, okay, you get uh, some money from these, but, 
like the, the East European guys don't really spend. A lot don't have bank also accounts. Because they're not the psychos. A lot. I mean, you have to yeah. be insane for yeah, spending the, so much and being in love with an internet character as much as you spend like thousands yeah, of dollars. So. You've, you've got to create love and you've got to create love with people that have money. Yeah, it's, it's a hard job. It is mm -hmm. in, in Europe. It's like they're reliant on porn scenes for money for their income. Still, I think everything is about working hard. And if you want to figure it out, you will figure it out. It is. It's true. Some it's girls have managed easier it. Way. There are a few. I know a few Hungarian girls who are completely independent, never worked for professional companies, and they make good money. There are a few Romanians as well. But it's very rare. It's not the norm here. Yeah, it's not. You have to be tough. <laughs> yeah, webcam's a bit better. I think East Europeans do well on webcam. Uh, not everybody, like, but <laughs> like it. I don't like webcam. It's just like you have to be entertained there for mm -hmm. like six hours. It's Festival. honestly so humiliating. Yeah. And then you can't even complain that people doesn't spend that much on you because actually like the homepage takes off 60% or 50. Then the studio, the half of that, then you share it with the operator. So you basically get the 10, 15% of the amount what people pay. Mm -hmm. So no. So what do you think, um, what do you wish that like girls getting into the industry oh what, i wonder can i they knew can i finish the previous story with rocco oh it wasn't sorry, finished I, saw, I didn't realize yeah so um so we had sex out of camera um i finished the blowjob so he cut it together as it was only a blowjob scene and i really thought i'm gonna get a little bit uh, a tip on the top of the payment because he have money he could it's just at least for respect you know as a gentleman like even guys in my everyday life you know it's just they take me out for dinner and pay it so mm. i just thought that he gonna put some appreciation on it no nothing i get exactly the amount what i had to get for or agreed on for the blowjob at least that was in that time um agreed and that's all so you didn't even pay for the sex you just took it, basically. Yes. So not even like, you know, just like a gentleman showing appreciation. Yeah. So. I'm just going to check your video. I'm curious if the camera was turned off or not. Definitely. I think you're going to see it on my makeup. I've got the video. And my here. makeup got more destroyed, I think, while we were, uh, <laughs> while we were having sex. Oh, it's only a short one, so I don't think there is sex. No, it's not on the video. It's cut it out, obviously, mm. as I said, because that was not the agreement. Oh, I think I just saw sex. No. I think I did. I just I was just closing it and I saw it. I saw something. I don't think so. No, it was not. He he wasn't putting his dick on me. Even it looks like, I think. There is a maybe it's not that video. I don't know. Maybe I'm confused. Because I remember I have one video somewhere. Oh, but I'm not sure it's Rocco. But it seems like I'm having sex with the guy, but I'm not. But you should take a look at him now. I'm very curious. Yeah, let me play it again. Okay. Because so I'm not sure I have seen this video. Oh, it's feet. Oh. This looks like sex to me. Oh, no, I think he's not. Oh, uh, no, 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 you're right. You're right. I was like, what was that? <laughs> it, uh, it, it was looking and we did have sex somewhere there. It's interesting that he turned the camera off to have sex because most girls um, that have talked to me have said that um, the camera stayed on and they just got I paid for a blowjob even though he like 
had anal or uh, tried to have anal or no i really checked it when he was put it away and he said i checked it and he was even a like not kind of a little mad that he's like oh you don't trust me he told you i'd turn it off i'm like yeah of mm. course i don't so what effect did all this have on like your professional life did you change how you did porn or did you no that was the beginning and the end of my basically my industrial porn uh yeah i'm not surprised that it's happened honestly um i did shoot with some other boy girl scene only with my lovers like mm -hmm. i who i had yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah who i only already had like sex before so i i didn't think about participating in the industrial porn and if those scenes like the first one like if those scenes had gone better and like more honestly would you have stayed in the industry or do you think it wouldn't no. have made a difference now no because i know what's going on i mean like as i said i can choose my partner mm -hmm. and a lot of guys they're living from their bodies and they don't care about it like they don't look like a guy i would fuck in my real life they don't yeah. look healthy it's weird like in america the guys are kind of there's some good-looking guys. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's almost intimidating how hot some of the guys are. But yeah. in Europe, everybody seems to look like a bodybuilder or like a, a guy that maybe struggles to find girls in his private life. You know, it's like, oh, that's why he's doing porn. And you know, I know that some of like Maximo was good-looking. Maybe him, but he was good-looking. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like shade eyebrows I, no I want a man for me it's 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 feminine no matter how masculine or like yeah, yeah. muscle is him and what I want to say how do you think the industry can be improved so back to the guys as I said I really loved um, the haunting in here like I picked the person I find a way to reach them and there was one single guy i really like in the industry called juan lucho he's a friend oh, yeah, yeah, um yeah. he's a guy from spain he's yeah, fully he's tattooed he's well. really good looking yeah. i love there's a few good guys. looking ones yes he's for me he's like the only one basically like in the european scene who i at least know mm -hmm. and i put it in my mind that i want to only get fucked by him because he's the guy i would fuck in my real life and i was finding an agency in barcelona I want. I asked them to contact me with them. It didn't happen. I even asked, I think, Bria Babes. I get into another agency here to send these models. And I saw in their homepage, I was begging for them, for real. Because if I put something in my mind. And there is this uh, production called Public something. Public agent, maybe? No, no, no. Public disgrace? Not. It's like maybe they are torturing in front of people uh, public disgrace i think yes i think it's that it's like young spanish people are the audience they're like oh, good looking cool people maybe a different site something adult uh or public i don't know public crowd i think i actually liked it because i love to be submissive and one of my dreams to have sex in a stage in front of a lot of people mm -hmm. and these people like the whole crowd was people i would hang out with even the guy who is like leading the whole thing and i knew that juan lucho was uh, shooting for them and i told them um to i think nikki's uh, not nikki's uh, sandy's models 
if they can get me that production with Juan Lucho, because as I said, I do it for passion. I wanted to mm -hmm. have this experience and I know I cannot have it probably in my real life or my everyday life. So I told them if they find a place for me in this production with Juan Lucho, they can even keep the money. I do it for free because I just want to experience it. Really? <laughs> That's and they crazy. didn't do it. They didn't, they didn't do give it. a shit. No, nobody cares. It's it's not important for them that you enjoy it. It's not the point. Yeah, that's sad. And I get I get one. I you got, got him privately. <laughs> yes. And I sent the picture for one of the agents. He was lying on my bed. That's and funny. you know what happened? I had one partner I was wanted to film. And uh he was <clears throat> just a second. That's okay. So I had one partner who was exclusive for me for some times. And when I met with him in Mexico, we made a really good uh, homemade video. And when he came to Europe, I applied for the agencies I could, which was Bria Babes. So I contacted them that I have a partner. If they can find a job for a girl, girl scene for me, only with this guy. And I told them that, I have this amazing video with this guy and you really see that we have a good chemistry and we have amazing sex and I should I could send this video and they can put it on their, their page under our profile so the companies can then see that we are great together to have support for you to get some job. <laughs> and I'm never going to forget, Robi started to laugh loud, like, ha, 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 ha. Like, uh, what? He's like, ha, nobody cares. I'm like, about what? That we're having a great sex? Isn't this porn industry about having sex? A good one? Like doing a good job? And it's like, no, actually, nobody actually cares that you enjoy it. It's like, no, we don't need this video. It's not the point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I think in professional porn, that's probably true. But I think... Obviously, amateur porn is bigger than the professional porn industry. Yeah. And I think the fans know when a girl has been sincere and when she's acting. And I think they really want to see her enjoying it, even if she's not enjoying the sex, enjoying being on camera, you know? Like, the even in professional porn, the girls that tend to get popular are the girls that, like, push themselves, that have that good sexual personality, let's say. People like Riley Reed, you know, where they've like, they've really gone for it. Yeah, so but it's I, very I, I think, easy to fool yeah. guys. <laughs> it's easy to fool guys, but I think money talks and, um, you know, the money flows into amateur porn, I think, because it's more authentic and people are enjoying it more than they do professional porn. They actually enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you can enjoy professional porn too. Just no, like, if you not shoot every, time. every day, you don't see who is your partner. It's just like no, it doesn't have a soul. I think I think like um, one in five is good, and one in ten is great. Yeah, because it's just that random lot. chemistry. Yeah. yeah, it's a random yeah. chemistry, yeah. but that's the thing: why people are not like matched with people who they actually like. It's hard work. It's it's more common now. Like, especially maybe not at Brill Babes, but like I know with dual models, like the girls do say no to the actor before they meet now, which in the past, that wasn't the case. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I tried to book a model recently, like last year. And she was like, 
oh no but change the actor and yes so it's happened a few times now okay, where that never used to happen congratulations for that it's a good thing i mean it is good for everyone the more communication not get used. is better yeah the scene gonna get better i don't know why they didn't so how would you here. improve the porn industry I would definitely match people based on on what they like. Firsthand, like, yeah, people like in a dating app, they could just like, you know, mm -hmm. pick each other. So this should, we should really film the real meaning of sex. Some like, companies do that. They, um, but they do like, they half do it. So they'll book the girl and then they'll give the girl like a choice of guys. Like this, this, Who this. are them? um it, i don't want to name in case i get one wrong okay um, but i know a few that too okay i want to hear about them i think maybe not in europe so much but certainly like the more like um the more alt porn like the kind of ethical porn companies they would yeah, um, but a few of the more professional ones do as well and sometimes some girls are just more demanding and companies are more and more willing to listen but some are not especially in europe I don't know what's wrong in here. So I guess like let's wrap up with Rocco. Um, like, what do you think should happen to him? I think he should be punished. This is yeah. not a right. I'm sure that he destroyed a lot of people's life, even without conscious. But that's not an excuse. Yeah, well, not caring. I think is just as bad as um, deliberately hurting someone. Like um, if you're driving a car and you're drunk like it's because you don't care isn't it and you hurt someone you get punished and um you know he works in the porn industry he should understand consent and the company he works for gamma entertainment they make a big thing of like how much they care about consent that they have all Are these they? consent in Why america, don't they have in america they do they have to that's the difference you know what rocco told me like oh yeah i do get consent but um it's all on the video but you know what after a year, we delete them because we reuse the memory sticks. <laughs> like, what? It should be a piece of paper what you're keeping forever. Yeah, and interviews, like like uh, before and after. And even then, if you're badgering someone, I think everything should be filmed from the moment the girl arrives to when she leaves. Or just at least to have a piece of paper. This is insane how you can keep this, this uh, industry up without having an agreement. Yeah, I mean, the and piece of paper, like, um, you know, in that situation, it sounds like the girl would have been pushed until she said yes and then signed the paper and she still would have gone home crying, right? But no, but you should sign this when you arrive and have a proof with a video or Yeah, well, the girl should know what she's filming before she even gets there, like you say. You should be know what you're agreeing, like what <laughs> the shoot is. no agreement. Yeah. But I, I have to be honest, I think... The problem in here, like half of the reason of that, it's it's that it's not regulated, that there is yeah. no rule. Yeah. So people in power, they just do as much yeah, as I think they can. I agree with that completely. Like I think that I, I'm like a libertarian, so I always believed that the porn industry should regulate itself. Like, okay, let's all the good people get together and stop the bad people working. Um but the truth is Without regulations, the companies just want to make as much money as they can. And if they can get away with abuse, if abuse makes more money, because the truth is, when a girl's 
violently beaten when she does anal when she doesn't want to the company makes more money than if she didn't do that they can just make this all up they, they don't they don't know they want don't forget like you've got like the abusers that are in the industry maybe they enjoy the abuse as well are they gonna make girls act like that because people believe what they see so it's just people it's don't an like entertaining acting. industry people don't like it they think everything has to be real oh but you can act in any scene even girls doesn't enjoy the guys and they fucking they make it up they enjoy it yeah but for some reason the violent aspect is not usually simulated for because they don't have to because they can do it for real that's the difference so yeah i think that For me, I think like the Hungarian government has to step in and actually do something. I think it's Him? To, to, to the industry, like has to set some rules. We have bigger problems in it, this country, I have true. to be honest. That's true. I mean, he, what he, like, I mean, this is a huge problem, but generally the country has a lot of problems, which um, our government doesn't give um there was a sex trafficking charity here last month and they were having conversations with government about the porn industry so the government are definitely aware of things now and the gov i've i've heard that the government are interested in um examining the porn industry i can't really say much more than that but i've heard that there are there is interest from the government and i think it's needed and you know what like in, in my opinion like even if they go okay let's make it illegal at least it protects the girls i'd rather it not illegal but you got to have some regulation you can't just say do what you want like abuse who you like and there's no consequences no i think it should be the responsibility for the european union like i mean like it should be regulated in the whole European Union because if they are making up some rules in here, they're going to move to the next country probably and they're going to yeah. do the same shit. I think media laws are set nationally. Hmm? Media laws are set nationally, I think. So I just don't think that's an EU power. I think for some aspects it is, but like uh, those, it's not an EU issue for sure. Why? Like in, in, the, in it's, America, it's, it's generally, no? Yeah, but that America's Regulated. one country, Europe's not one country. But the European Union is like... They don't have power to regulate everything. They can, What are they for if not for that? That you are, they are like regulating things inside, like in food. Yeah, but this isn't food. So it's like they well, don't... Well, it cannot be the same because thing. Because Germany has legal sex work, for example. And in France, it's not. But dear, it's just only Every about country consent. Has it's not a big It's not big just thing. about consent. It's about prostitution, for example. Like But every country has the already enough to have like a paper in the beginning of the shoot which you record and you know accept what you are going to do, you're informed yeah. about, about the it, payment, but this is not even a rule. It can't be a European Union thing, but it has to come from the governments where porn has been produced. Um I mean, if countries all sign it over to the European Union to regulate, but how do you do that? In Romania, porn production is illegal. In Germany, it's legal. So what's the rule going to be? Is it going to be legal or illegal? Because both countries are going to be unhappy. I mean, having a, an agreement of consent in the countries where it's actually legal. Yeah, well, that has to come from that country. But I think if... If they're regulating here, they're just going to move to the next country. I think even the definition of consent is different in each country 
And no is no everywhere. <laughs> no, no, no. Like even in America, the definition of consent is different in every state. And that's like one of the big campaigns at the moment in the US is to get consent written into law and defined. Because in many legal systems, consent is not defined. It's um, not actually a legal term. Okay. Which is one of the reasons why people, men get away with rape and sexual assault. So it, there's a long way to go. But I think at the moment we just need some rules and some guidance on what we can and can't do in the porn industry. Some punishment. And punishment. <laughs> I would like to see Visa and MasterCard um, taking some action. Um, when Pornhub had videos of girls being raped on their site, Visa and MasterCard stopped letting them process payments. And on adult time... Um, Still nothing, like, man. Adult time, actually, it's their content. <laughs> like Rocco Sofredi is their guy from their company. Um, it's not like users uploading bad material. It's content they've edited, they've distributed, and they got no punishment. So it went through a lot of people and nobody did nothing. A lot of people, yeah. This is it's insane. Absolutely crazy. But, <sighs> like, your interview helps. We yeah. just have to keep making noise until someone listens, I think. Yeah, we should. Because even, I can't imagine a right punishment for this. I mean... Prison. Like, prison. Yeah, right should. Um, and being fucked in the ass without consent. With yeah. no lubricant. <laughs> I think a Hungarian prison <laughs> would be a great place for Rocco to be. I, mean, I would love to see it. I'm sure girls get so traumatized. They get fucked for their whole life. Like... This is like one of the most important things, like intimacy, sexuality. Yeah. And if you are like, you know. You know, Rocco said to me when I met him for coffee, he said, um, oh, it's been a weird Christmas because uh, my children said to me, are you a rapist? And um, I hope so much that they watched the videos that I posted of what Rocco was doing to girls. And I hope that one of them just stands up, just be a man, like stop living off their dad. Like they're, they're living off him. Like they're, he's, they're making like a, a sex education program where Rocco is teaching girls about, teaching guys about sex. And it's like, he's the worst person to learn from. Jesus and I just think, you know, stop living off his fame, like make a public apology for his behavior, like move on from it, start your own life, like move on from him he, he's no one that you should be worshiping he's not someone that should be famous he's not someone that should be idolized and you know if i feel sorry for them that that's their dad but if they're continuing they, they if they've seen the videos they've seen yeah, what they've does. seen so many things already yeah hey, like one they of have his to take children one of his child is filming actually when i was there um, in the day when we filmed, the previous scene was filmed by his own child. And the next one, I was his, coming with his, his father and I'm like, is this child going to film his father fucking me? His children have to take some responsibility for allowing the abuse to continue. The guy, the director, that when you were shocked, why wasn't he shocked? Why wasn't he standing up for the girl? Like all these people, like they could stop it but they're part of the abuse. Yeah, they're part of the abuse. Absolutely. Whether it's an agent, a cameraman, um, a son that works for him, 
it's disgusting. It's disgusting. But I'm really determined to stop it. And I've got some, some things happening. And I really appreciate you being brave and speaking about your experience. And I feel so sorry for the girl that, um, that Me you witnessed. Too. Can't imagine how she must feel. I wish to find out that she actually disappeared. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't uh, um, doing uh, much films after that, as I know. Yeah, you wouldn't, would you? <laughs> yeah. But this is, yeah. So I, I thanks think, for saving yeah. her. Yeah. But like, thanks so much for coming on and speaking. I really, really appreciate it. Thank I you know so much for how hard it is me. for people. And, and I'm glad that I can tell the truth because, because it's very important for me. I think telling the truth is what's going to stop it. It's the only thing that's going to stop it. I hope so. So I appreciate you a lot. I hope we can save some upcoming models and, and lives. Yeah. yeah, it really is lives. Like one of the girls... They are lives. ...kill herself. I'm sure more have killed themselves. I don't know if that's because of Rocco, but it definitely doesn't help. Like the kind of trauma that girls get from an experience... No, like only that. one of like this. It's like... Like destroying your your sexual life, mm -hmm. closing you up, then you are like not getting people closer. Yeah, it's this can start. Uh, this can traumatize you so much that you are just like getting deeper it's, and deeper. And it's life changing. Like I think, in some ways, rape and sexual assault are worse crimes than murder because, like, if you're killed, you don't have to live with that pain That's the rest true. of your life. But when a girl's raped or sexually assaulted, I've seen it. I've seen it where um, an ex, she was like always washing her hands. She could just never, ever feel clean. And this was years later. Um, never felt safe in taxis. Just never felt safe again. And also they blame themselves. That's the worst. They, they mm. understand that it was out of their, yeah, it's, their fault. Or it's like... so hard not to victim blame and even victim blame yourself. It's... Yeah. But... Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. As let's well. finish. Thanks. I think you did really well.